Good for you, for real, for fun for everyone. You're listening to Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour, the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind. When every Tuesday at 4 p.m., where at WPRK 91 point. I'm your hostess with the mostest, DJ Crazy JC John. And this is episode number 86. 86. 86. You can find our past episodes and catch up with us at www.homohappyhour.com anytime. And do you hear it? Him, you heard him laughing as we began because it was like, wow, nice. wow, what a nice beginning! It's a wonderful beginning. I love a nice, warm opening. I love big openings. It was just, yes, yes, it was all it was yes, grand. it was. <laughs> you hear him, it's Tom the Elderberry. How are you doing? Namas May, John. Namas Cray. Namas May. Namas May. Yeah, what's the difference? Well, it's May, girl. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's gonna be May. <laughs> it's gotta be May. I'm waiting for that meme to pop back up. I'd seen um, something they had a picture of Justin Timberlake. Oh, and that's I'm like, when you yep, know it's okay, there. that's there. It didn't yes. have the words or anything. No. <laughs> have you been? Good. It's been an uneventful week for me, except that I've gotten a lot of walking in. After midnight? No, it was all before midnight. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, I get about 6,000, 7,000 steps in, and then I get about 3,000 in after I eat lunch, and then after I eat dinner, I'll get another 5,000 in. That's amazing. But sometimes sometimes that happens where it gets messed up, but it's still, that's what I've been doing this week mainly. That's awesome. And you can sure tell, because I get up, have coffee, have cigarettes, and then I'm like, okay, and then I have my first go to the bathroom of the Constitution. day. And then I'm like, okay, it's time to go walk. Just, if I'm sitting at home and I'm bored, I'm like, okay, I get up and go walk. Yeah. Just get up and go walk, walk around the neighborhood. No, oh, I know one song you're going to be walking to is that work by Lingua Franca. That, yes, that was before we came on. The, that was work by Lingua Franca. And oh that, my gosh, what a great what song a, that was. What a bop. We have a song to download now and listen yeah. to 5FM. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, your two things. Yes, get into I need to get up. I need to make a little jingle for our two things that we've learned, or three Ooh. things that we've taken from this past week. We forgot our But clink. before we do that, we're going to have our oh. nice shot of oxygen. But this <sighs> week... This our week, shot is, our shot is sponsored by Eternal, the <sighs> natural alkaline spring water. <laughs> now, this water doesn't come need to come from Fiji or France. It's sourced right here in America. It's America water. America. America H2O. <sighs> yes, we forgot about so that. So it comes from an aquifer under a leaking gasoline tank next to yes. a super fun site and, and a dump. And a trailer park. Yes. Because you probably have trailer park runoff in it. But I the pH take, balance I got a little is, sip of trailer park runoff. Well, that's probably me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Say your two things after the claim. So my first thing, um, I just was like different things going on, which we'll be talking about some of them later today. But I'm like, what is happening in this world? I mean, there's just so much going on politically what it's like what is happening in our and in our state there's just every day there's something that's being passed or something being talked about being passed or i'm like oh my gosh what is happening so much so fast but it's still a beautiful world it is it's still even though if you like you know or if you're hanging on the edge of your seat by um, news and watching all news kind of stuff like that, then yeah, but get up and go walking. Like I was said, you know, then I, I'm like, no, I had enough. I'll get up and go walk or, or go into a TikTok rabbit hole. But <laughs> I, I've been avoiding it. All of, all of it. Because mine is the exact flip of yours. How? I've had so much going on. Yes. Well, you have. You have had a lot going on. And then... The other thing has to do with the world. In this world of electronics, why do things take so long to happen? Like, like what? Well, like everything is like electronic now. Like you can go to. It's the uh, digital age. Yeah, it's the digital age. You can go, you can put in to get your license. You can renew your license online. But when you pay the bills online, they want to charge you a fee. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, they're like, okay, well, it, uh, it posts in two days. Oh, no, mine snap. I'm like, two days? Mine Thanos, as my mommy says. <laughs> I'm like, two days? What do you mean two days? Oh, no, I know. I got... <laughs> I get my check, my money, my check comes in, my disability check. I get that every, um, it's like two or three days before the third. I used to get on the first, the 29th or 30th sometimes. Right. But, um, but no, not that. But when you're going to pay bills, though, it's like, wait a minute. Why is this going to post? You go to pay your electric bill online and it'll say, okay, and it doesn't post right away. And I'm like, in this world of, you know, that everything should be done. Nobody, not one person is handling any of that. If you're paying a fee like that and it's taking two days, they've outsourced it. They're not doing it in-house. Yeah, because my, my niece, with her, when she pays her rent, she because we just sell our rent to our landlords, but it's just a couple of people that own the duplex. But when she pays her rent, she has to pay it to a property management company, and she, that's days. Oh my gosh, yeah. If you electronic payment, wow. And then it take it doesn't post it for a couple of days. Yeah, because they wait till they got everybody's. Yeah, and they know how much the deposit is supposed to be. It's crazy, but that's HOA. So what couple of things that you have this week? I've got three. That's may. good. No, you sure may. I, I actually was going to add a third one, which is talking about my walking. But Toss it on, girl. But yeah, my third one is and whenever everything's getting too overwhelming, even if it's not overwhelming and you're just bored, get up and go walking outside. And <laughs> it's, it's nice for you. It's really good for you. Walking. Got it. Physically, but also mentally. mentally. Mental, look at things. It clears your head if you're just walking, you're looking at things. You, it's like meditation then for you. Yeah. Walking is your meditation. Yeah, that's a, walking is my meditation. That's exactly right. My first one is losing a pet is heartbreaking. It's the worst. My second one is really good friends will be able to pull you out of that moment. Right. Casper. Yes. Took me to see Adam Lambert. Yes. What 
a show. Adam Lambert was this past week. He was, yes, yeah, Sunday night. At, and he wasn't at the um, at Amway. He was at Hard Rock. It was my first which, concert since Billie Eilish, and I was uh, like very hesitant to go in crowds. Right. It right. was awesome. Hard Rock made everybody feel perfect. And there were lots of different everybody's, a diverse crowd, I understand. It was like from 13 to 97. It wow. was actually crazy. Wow. We had our own Adam Lambert impersonator. Which is uh, the best. The best. <laughs> He's outside smoking cigarettes and his Adam Lambert, I mean his hair, he looked like him. It was so amazing. He's like smoking cigarettes and this 90-something-year-old lady comes toddling out with her vape. <laughs> and she turned around and the look on her face, me, Brian, uh, Dustin Adam, uh-huh. and Tony from Rhode Island, <laughs> all were like, she thinks you're Adam Lambert. He's like, for real. Uh huh. So now she's like, can I get a photo? And he's like, oh, here, will you all take it for us? Like, like a pro. And we're like... Just play into it, play into it. So it made her whole evening. Yeah, she's thinking she probably has a story and all the, forever now. Oh, I met Adam Lambert. He was smoking a cigarette and, before the show. And Dustin was like, so he's like, oh, yeah, honey, I won't look like this when I go on stage because I'm out here smoking a cigarette. I have to look like something else. So I'll be out in just a little bit. Give me like 30 minutes because he knew what time this Right. So he's like, give me 30 minutes. She's like, oh, my God. She's texting everybody. (laughs) We're all like smoking cigarettes, laughing our eyes off. (laughs) But his voice joining Queen really did him into a world of good. Yeah. Yeah. He only did like six of his own songs. That's what I saw. Which I thought was really surprising, but given his choices. The choice of songs he did that weren't his were still really good choices. He did For Your Entertainment. He did Superpower. And then he went right into the boom, 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 boom. Oh, yes. Oh, flawless. And from that, he went into David Bowie's Let's Dance. That's what, yep. And then he did a Duran Duran song, which was like "Come Undone," <sighs> which is I was wondering how that I wanted to see. I'm like, oh, I want to wish I seen videos through the concert. I'm like, oh, that was I want to see him do "Come Undone." His whole lyrically, what he was telling was a story. Yeah, because when he got back to it, then he did. He's like, "This is my pandemic song," and I put it out the year, yeah. and they played was just going. And then he did "What Do You Want from Me," and then yeah. he's like, "Okay, now it's time to talk." And what people aren't going to tell you is he had a five-minute equality speech that was absolutely amazing. I had read about it. What all did he say? And I mean, I know it was about equality. He did three. His first three stops were Sunrise, Orlando, and Tampa. Okay. So he was political. Yes. And pointedly political because it's personal to him. Right. He's like, when I came out, I was bullied. He's like, imagine all these kids that nobody's looking out for them now. Right. They're back to where I was 30 years ago. What about the kids? Who's really looking for the kids? Right. And it went on, and he named names and politicians. and Oh, he did. Florida ones, of course. Oh, yes. He called them O-U-T. Oh, my gosh. And the last thing he said was A-B-C-D-E-F-U, Ron DeSantis. Oh. <laughs> and then he went into Mad World. Yes, that was. I saw he did Mad World, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite songs. It was mine too, but he was like, it was like, what is this world coming to? He's like, this is the only song I can sing next. Yeah. And then he did Mad World, and then he did Brandy Carlisle's The Joke, which is another. 
Yeah. Oh. And then he tossed in some more queen and he finished it up with whole lot of love. Yeah. Which you got to really have one. some good, good pipes to pull that off. And he nailed it. Especially to pull it off after already singing for a couple hours. And it was talking. the last song. He sang for 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. He, his wow. voice, his range was from falsetto to alto. Yeah. And the, there was no pitchy dog. Right. None of that. Right. And it was at hard rock. I, I just keep saying that because it's more of a personal type of a feeling. It was great because everybody them. was seated. There was no general admission. Right. Which was at first disconcerting because and I'm like, oh, it's just safer for COVID. Yeah. And then all the regulars that were there, Bill behind the bar, hey, Bill. Steven went security, hey, Steven. Um, we took ribbons to him from mm -hmm. Ben Johansson. Yes. And Brian's like, I don't know how to get him to him. And he's on Twitter trying to do it. And I'm like, hold on. I saw, that, uh, I saw that he was looking to see how to get one to Adam Lambert. Did it. Got it. Did it. I just saw Kevin with security. I'm like, um, how do we do this? He's like, oh, well, they drive. Can I ask you? I was like, what? Cool. And then my last and third thing is even when it's pitch black, if you have a lighter in your pocket, you can flick it for a second. Yeah. That's hope. That's deep. But yes. Always hold on to hope. That is true. And there's always light somewhere. Find it. Yeah. Find your light, not just with selfies. No, it's, there was some lights last night, girl. That's what we'll name this episode. Find your light. Find your light. I think that sounds swell. Find your light. So, uh, have you seen those memes about um, so many memes that, uh, that have the they have the um, it says I was I was I saw this I grew up seeing this and it was a cartoon like of a man and woman kissing and then it had a cartoon of a man and man kissing saying um, but I didn't end up pretty much talking about how we as gay people have been subjected to watching sh uh, heterosexual couples grooming yeah grooming but we haven't been groomed no because we're gay we're, then we're it's like, oh, y'all are grooming the kids. Oh, it's People like, don't look no. at it from that direction. No, they sure don't. They sure don't. So locally. Locally. Um, locally, tonight we want uh, we want to say that there is at Savoy at 8 p.m. The open, or not open mic, but the comedy, oh, the comedy night, night with, Greg, with Metz. Greg Metz. Yes. That's right. Everybody, that's, that'll be fun. That's every other Tuesday, and this is the, this is the night for it, and we love Greg. Break a leg, Greg. Break a leg, Greg. <laughs> not a real leg. Yeah, not a real leg. Can't, Turkey leg. Can't say. And then, um, and going on at um, at City Hall is Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida. They are holding a Save Row That Rally. Say, say that fast. Save Row Rally. Save Row Rally in front of Orlando City Hall this afternoon at 5 p.m. Also so, coordinated with MoveOn.org. Yes, it's coordinated with And Move Equality on. Florida. Yes. So locally, who who did you say was going to be there? Uh, one of our representatives. They don't have. Um, they don't have. Uh, they're going to have speakers and local politicians, but they haven't been announced yet. Yeah, it's a pretty it's, quick action. Right, but no, Orlando um, Orlando representative Anthony Sabatina calls for the arrest of the woke mobster, a quote unquote, who leaked the SCOTUS opinion. 
So if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a leak that the Supreme a Court... A first draft. A first draft of a Supreme Court justice opinion um, to, uh, looking to overturn Roe versus Wade, which is... And not partially. Yes. Completely. And not partially, but completely. And give it back to the states. Now, the, in the Supreme Court all but, all but confirmed the legitimacy of the leaked opinion this morning. And they want a federal investigation as to how the documents made it into the wide world and wider world. And they have the support of congressional Republicans. Um, they're already doing an investigation from SCOTUS to find out who the leak came from? Yes. So that's a lot of smoke and hot air from Mr. Sabatini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's all I really have to say about him. What Sabatini, he released a statement himself saying the court's decision to overturn the rulings that legally protect abortion was leaked in an attempt to intimidate justices and force a different outcome. The woke mobster responsible for the leak should be arrested for interfering with our justice system and prosecuted to full extent. That's really nice that he's already calling out who did it without knowing. Yes. That's cute, but it's not going to fly. Exactly. What if it's a Republican that leaked that, that doesn't like this? Like right. maybe Susan Collins has an in as a law clerk. And Sabatini is from Howie in the Hills. Yes, their representative. Is. Where? <laughs> he's up for real. He's up for election again this year. Yeah, so he has to make Everybody, vote.org right now. Find if you're registered. Yes. It matters. Yes. Our voices matter. Because Very if they're going to pull 55 years of precedent back like that, do not think that gay marriage will not be rolled back. It's only been here seven. Right. Bloop. Right. And, you know, we already went, whenever we had it happen with gay marriage, whenever everything got overturned with that, it's still, it's still kind of new because it still was left also up to the states before that. And look, our state, Florida was one of the states that defined marriage between a man and a woman, mm -hmm. I think. So without that. They're already on the way. There's yeah. 16 states that have rolled back trans rights. Yeah. And now trying to roll back trans care. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. going to let gay people be bullied. They're going to let women just have babies. It's if we do not speak up. Exactly. It's actually very frightening. That's why I had to turn it off. Yeah. I'm aware of it. But it, this morning at seven o'clock when I got the, the link from Politico, yeah. I was like, oh, pearl clutch, like uh -huh. serious pearl clutch. Uh-huh. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh. And really, that's what my my timeline has been about that. And I can't remember the other thing I've seen. A lot of just everybody that I'm looking at on my timelines and social media has been all about abortion. And then then there is another thing it was about, and I don't remember. I don't think that's the way to frame it. I think it's about choice. Well, not, yeah. I yeah. think it's a choice, and it's a woman's right to choose. Well, yeah, that's how we feel. I have, I mean, I'm talking about my timeline. Oh, yeah. uh, everybody else is posting that I see because I have people on both sides of the fence. On, I, I do too. On Ooh. that. So I see what they do. Oh. Ooh. Who's that at the door? That is Wizzy, DJ Wizzy One. Wizzy One, hey. Yes. He just sent me something that was a Facebook Messenger ding. Oh. <laughs> I know he's not listening, but if you are Wizzy One, hello, hello. I want to have him on one week. Well, he's loco. He is so loco. Is the loco? 
So Psych. the Met Gala. That is the other thing my timeline has been filled up with. Um, it's all been filled up with the whole Roe versus Wade um, being overturned, possibly, or the opinionated notes of it. And the other thing has been the Met, Met Gala. Kim Kardashian supposedly wore... Not supposedly. She was actually in it. Yeah. And at the top of the stairs, they pulled it off of her and put her in a mock-up of it. Yeah. So she could go to the dinner. But okay. it was actually Marilyn Monroe's dress. The, at first she wore it, and then she Just to the top to, of the stairs. Just to the top of the stairs, yeah. That she wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. It's so funny, because just a couple of years ago, she was banned from the Met Gala. Who Kim Kardashian was? Yes, none of the Kardashians. Anna wouldn't let them in. Oh, that's true. Mm, and she gets the last spot. Oh, Anna went. That's why they need them in there. I know. <laughs> but the Met Gala was because all of them were there stunning. except Chris. Yes, they were. All the kids left, and they were all there. Did you see Blake Lively's dress? Yes, I have seen a lot of different ones. I was just like, wow. So when she's yes. going up, it's this copper thing, and then she releases the train, and it's the painting of Grand Central Station's ceiling, the constellations on the train of her dress. Oh, no, that's awesome. And the little tiara she's wearing mm-hmm. is a mock-up of the Statue of Liberty. Oh. And Ryan Reynolds... Emily Ratajkowski. I'm um, looking at this Emily Ratajkowski's, and I love it. It's like it, it looks like it's Native American. Oh yeah. It's got all these beads on it, but I mean, it just looks beautiful. And of course, Billie Eilish. She kind of looked like a bordello, madam. Yes. Yes. I mean, that that big flower in her cleavage area. Just the whole, it looked like old 18 or 19 and this turn of the century uh, saloon. Very much, very much. The look great. They always do. <laughs> Her nails look great. But yeah, you said Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively together. They just. Oh, they were the, the chairs this year. Yeah. Together, but he looked ridiculous. They looked great. Ryan Jack Harlow looked awesome in Givenchy. Kylie Jenner wore it. It looked like a baseball cap backwards with a veil over it. And it was all white. I didn't see that one. Yeah. There were some really beautiful gowns. And then there were some people that just totally missed. No, it's okay. Yeah. Lizzo looked fab. Lizzo looked great. Lizzo looked really good. Louisa Jacobson looked good in her little black ensemble. Um, Emma Chamberlain. Oh, oh, Megan the Stallion. Yeah, she looked ridiculous. Regal, so regal the way she looked. Lots of them. I, I just love Met Gala. Oh. Cardi B in her Chanel chains. Fierce. Jared Leto. I didn't get to And see Alessandra him. Michelle. They both, Alessandra Michelle, um, dressed up like Jared Leto or Leto, however you pronounce his last name. And Questlove had the giant cape, and when he opened it, it was all African quilting. Oh, really? Stunning. I didn't see that. Yeah, he had. You didn't see the pictures of the reveal. Frederick Robertson looks cool. He's got some kind of. It's like metal metal lines coming out everywhere. My favorite was Erica Badu's though. That silhouette when she was leaning and her braids to the floor and yeah. the rest of the dress that was um, 
basically like a mobile hanging down from her. Ridiculous. Uh, the mayor of the New York City mayor, Eric Adams. And, if you look at that violence on the back of his jacket, on the bottom of it, it's actually a, uh-huh. a homage to sort of like Keith Haring. Right. It's all African mass. There's the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. There's the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. And then the top of it was in gun violence. In gun violence with no gun. Although he caught some some flag for actually showing up there. Really? Yeah. Alicia Keys. She's always so classy. Always. But her cape, the very bottom of her cape, is a skyline. It's all beaded and skylined. Beautiful. Oh, the New York skyline. Yeah, I did see that one, too. Janelle Monet was there. Yes, Janelle Monet was there, and she looked really cute with her hairy armpits. Well, they can be whatever they like. Oh, anybody can be whatever they like. I actually have no problem with women. But if she was going from the Gilded Age, they didn't really shave every day. That's true. That's true. I did like the one tweet from Gillian Branstetter. Notable details of the Gilded Age. In the U.S., it was a period most states were banning abortion and cross-dressing were passed. Gross inequality and a fear of new immigrants tended to follow a tightening of gender norms in effect in an effort to burst for fertility. Fertility. Chris Jenner was there. She wore this beautiful little yellow, not lemon yellow, but more like a like a cantaloupe yellow number. And eh. with some, but it wasn't anything. It was very matronly. But it looks more sixties um LA. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he just wore black and white tux. That's very not John Batiste. He's usually loud with his colors. You've seen him at um Well, it's back to the, the Gilded Grammys. Age. They were trying to... That's right. There was a theme. There's always a theme, sis. Uh, that's right. I forgot the Gilded Age theme. Yeah. They were had to, it was trying to re I read a theoretical piece that they were trying to re-emulate the Gilded Age. Yes. But how do we take it and go forward? Instead of the last time being this gross inequality right. and excess from the the Rockefellers and the Flaglers, right. that's what the last time the 20s were. Yeah, that's true. And then came Prohibition and all the lockdown. Yeah. We need to get back up to the 20s, 20s. Right. They want to get, they want to do like, do an homage to then, but without everything that incorporated, bring it up to now. Right. Reinventing. And where do we go from here? Yeah. The thing that was understated was feathers. I guess that'll be the trend next year because Anna Wintour and like three other people had things that were very feathery. Uh huh. But but everybody else didn't that had their right. They had their own interpretation and stylist. Feathers are probably coming back in style since she Anza Win, Anna Winter wore, wore, blah, blah. Anna Winter Anna Winter wrote, wore it. Who wore it well? So guess speaking of wearing and Met Gala and who wear what well. Tiger King Joe, if you know who Joe uh, and Tiger King uh, from Netflix is where you can see all about it. Soon to be Tiger King too. Yes, soon a second one. So he's in jail. He met a guy while he was in jail, and <laughs> drop the soap. So now he, they're going to get married. No, really the guy's out of jail, but he's still in jail. And he ordered eleven thousand five hundred dollar tuxedos. And aren't they from Italy? Yes. Good Lord. And they each have their own print. It's, they're all white tuxedos. His fiance John Graham. How Virginia. Yeah, it's very, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
when I saw that, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yes. You're in jail for murder. And the best thing you can think about doing is getting a conjugal suit out of it. I guess exactly. And his his tux will feature a custom silk lining with pink tiger print and a white cowboy hat. Uh, while Graham Lord. is going to be done in more traditional look. So that tells you and that. AK-47. So Joe Exotic is the wife. Well, because he's getting all gussied up, but then his, but his other ones, but the guy is going to be in, um, um, vision, anything. And it was like, all I could hear was Madeline Kahn going flames, flames on the side of my head. (laughs) Yes. That's all that happened there when you just started doing it. No, I don't even want to envision that. And it just last month, he filed for divorce from his 25-year-old husband, Dylan Passage, who was featured in the Netflix show. Well, I don't oh expect my... a 25-year-old to wait for a, a 50-year-old to get out of jail on murder. Yeah, I'm looking at 59 years old. He's 60-year-old. So, yikes on bikes. He describes himself as a gay gun toning cowboy with a mullet. I'm like, oh my gosh. So, he made money off of this. Uh huh. He made money and off of He's going to blow that. it so he can get conjugal visits. And then he got married. Now he's got to, now he's got married to a 25 year old. Then he's in prison. He gets to, he's filing for divorce. I hope Andy Cohen gets and the rights now. to film his marriage. Oh my god. Because you know it's gonna be in jail. Oh yeah. Yeah, it has to be. I mean his his Travis Barker husband will slip the ring through the chain his link fence. Does look like his fiance does look like Travis I, that's Barker. That's the best way I could do it. They'll slip and then you can't have conjugal visit. Have witnesses, so the witnesses will blow bubbles at them. <laughs> From their cells. It'll and, drift over the lawn. And then they get to have conjugal visits, right, like you said. That's all he's trying to get, honey. He's not wanting to drop the soap anymore. Exactly. Because the one that was protecting him is now a free bird. That is just too funny. It's twisted. The people, uh, it just amazes you. It's a, it's a train wreck, and everybody loves to watch a train wreck happen. I just want to just read the details. I don't have to see the video. I don't have to be in all the drama either no, of it. No, ma'am. There's a lot of drama with it. No more drama? Uh-huh. I, it's the same way. I don't mind. Like, you know, we all know these people. Everybody knows somebody that they're a little bit more extra. They always have to have some kind of a drama going Is on. Is that extra? Or is that they, they come back and they or need salt and they need ketchup and I need extra straw and then I need napkins? They're just drama queens, but some of them can't help it. No, some of them can't. That's just their. Per- that's just the persona that they are, or not necessarily the persona. That's just who they are. Right. That's. Just but who that's they when are. you learn your boundaries and just say, no. Right, because you can't. Right, you can't change anything about anybody oh, else. You just no. can only change your own boundaries. I had one of those little bubbles pop up, and I'm like, nope. Yeah. Sorry, no. Someone who always requires a lot. I know I know a few people that are that way. You only get texts. <laughs> who? <laughs> Write it down. Somebody that we both know. I'm like, she always has some drama going on. Oh, yes. There is always something, and she requires... She's needy. She requires... Now, in that case, that is extra. extra. Yes. Seriously extra. Yes. We're shocked extra. Yes. But it's extra. 
just something so like the tiniest thing, like say a hair color. Oh, don't. A tiniest thing like a hair color can set someone up, set someone, you know, into a frenzy. Things like that. You know who I'm in a frenzy about? What? Who? I'm in a frenzy about Trey McBride. Oh, he's up on my screen right now. People probably don't know I'm who Trey McBride is. I'm in a frenzy over this boy. Honey. He is adorable. He's like Ron Gronkowski's younger, hotter brother. And he's just was drafted. He's the first NFL player with same-sex parents to be drafted. So he is part of an ongoing, hopeful, ongoing trend that we see, which is because this is this would be that wave where we now get to see the product of having gay parents. Exactly. This is different than Carl Nassab, who we've spoken about before, right. that was with the Oakland Raiders. And because he's gay, a, a gay, he was player. the first openly gay player. This is the first uh, NFL player with same-sex parents. We well, haven't had any NFL players. Right, but we've only had same-sex parents legally for seven years. And he's one of five children of Kate and Jen McBride. He's a tight end. Yes, he is. And <laughs> he started at Colorado State University, and, but he was drafted by the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, um, in the second round. He was the 55th player drafted overall. So it's not like he was like even last. I no, mean, it's in the second round. Exactly. That's that's amazing. It's a, a for people much. that like football. That's amazing. And he said, you know, his about his two moms, he said they've done a great job of pushing him to be the best version of himself, just constantly getting support and love. That's important. One of his moms says, when your kid comes to you when they're little and they say they want to be president, it's okay, honey, that's great. He wanted to play in the NFL, and now he's going to do it. I liked his mom's response. She's like, I'm excited to see him live out your dream. When your kid comes to you when you're little and said, I want to be president, you're like, okay, honey, that's great. Right. And he wanted to play in the NFL, and he's doing it. Yep. And his mom, one of his mom, it's kind of funny. They look like the proverbial, stereotypical lesbian. His one mom has a mullet, and I am here for her mullet. (laughs) She's like super long hair, very shaved on the side. They look very Colorado. Very Colorado. I like that he has a twin brother too. And he's super much. He, oh, he, oh, I didn't know he had a twin. Dylan. He's, he's a wrestler. And he's really tall. Mm, he's much taller mm. than both his moms. Yeah. I did not know he had. Yeah, he said that growing up in the rural community was, was awesome. He never considered his family unusual. Hell, could really be the platform to kind of help change things. In my opinion, along with the. Um, the uh, the openly gay players, you know, but once our child and products of openly gay families or modern families, you know, it doesn't have to be two moms that are lesbians. It could, you know, it could be like kind of modern family, you know, you could have a trans parent. Yeah. And there's couples that stay together after that. Yep. And so, and he said, you know, it's just great to be able to shine a light on it. And to him, it's just normal. I thought that was a really awesome interview on today's show with him yeah he's really well spoken his parents were both just loving you could see how what a family it is yep yep 
and he said he's jacked up. He's very grateful that the Cardinals believe in him and want to be a part of their organization. He's jacked up and feels like he could run through a brick wall right now. And he looks like he could. He looks like he would be able to make it through the other end unscathed. He can be my Kool-Aid man. Yeah, or his, I can deal with, what did you say his brother did, wrestling? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind grappling. Mm-hmm. Want to wrestle? Want to wrestle? Yeah, I would with him. I won't win, but yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan McBride, Trey McBride, and then there's four other. Wow. We were at Savoy the other weekend, uh-huh. and they had college wrestling at the same time they were having the poker tournament. And the people that were not engaged in the poker were watching Fully the college run, and they're like, pin him, pin him. And it's really, it's it's really um, college wrestling. It's really wrestling. It's grappling. It, yeah, it was. It's not like professional entertainment wrestling. No, it's real. It's real grappling. I love watching that. I used to go to all those events. They have used to have them over at um, Wide World of Sports at yeah. Disney. They used to have a lot of wrestling events over there. Yeah, not anymore. I wonder if Rollins has a wrestling team. I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they do. do. I think everybody does. Yeah. Mm. Just never hear about it that much. Oh, my gosh. So, Trey McDonald. So, let's go into this next thing. Oh, talking about something else from this past week. Did you even, the White House Correspondence Dinner. It was fabulous. Watched it from beginning to end. Correspondence Dinner back. With a president in attendance. With a president in attendance. It hasn't happened. According to Joe Biden. Six years. What Joe Biden's joke was, we had a plague and then we had COVID. And now we have this back. Yeah. <laughs> it was he didn't great. have a lot of hard hitters, but the ones he did were awesome. But Trevor Noah. And supposedly, Ron DeSantis was supposed to reportedly be in the audience that They'd night. They sent an invitation, but he said no. Yeah, but he declined. He said, uh, him himself said that he would never attend a White House correspondence din- dinner with a cabal of reviled people. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. Please, Ron. Please. please. Now, I do think that if he becomes president, he will not do it. Yeah. He will follow the... The He'll do previous, the, same thing. the previous president's trend. Yeah, he just says, "I think it just shows you that why uh, shows you why that cabal of people in D.C., New York are so reveled by so many Americans." Governor DeSantis said that. One of Joe's other jokes was, "Now, if you're wondering how so many of us are gathered here today, everyone's go to your local Fox News and ask them." Yes. They had a lot of jokes. The people at the Fox News table were visibly uncomfortable. Right. They came for Peter Ducey like multiple times. And they always had the camera right here. And uh-huh. he's like, really? You're going to stare at me again? <laughs> and yeah, and I know Trevor Noah said that he was surprised that DeSantis found time to be there because he thought he was there because he's been so busy trying to outmaneuver Trump for 2024. Oh, D- Trevor had multiple jokes that came for Rhonda. Uh-huh. He jabbed at DeSantis for playing at Coy and not telling anyone whether he got a COVID-19 booster or not. Mm-hmm. He said if Trump is the original Terminator, DeSantis is T-1000, who is smarter, slicker, and can walk down ramps. <laughs> it was funny then. It's funny now. <laughs> right, right. It, I thought it was brilliant. But his last one, he's like, and it was a... 
talking about the ban in the math books. This is because you see Trump said he won the election, but everyone was just able to look at the numbers and see that that was wrong. That's why Ron DeSantis is one step ahead. First, you ban the math books. Then nobody knows how to count the votes. Boom, (laughs) my man. Uh, So sad. No, make a couple years. But Trevor, or as you could not, associates and the policies on TV for other people to see and be okay. Exactly. No, a matter of fact, and going about Russia, we'll talk about a couple of things with Russia. The the Russian court, to their version of their Supreme Court, the government claimed that a St. Petersburg-based LGBTQ network illegally carried out political activities under the guise of a charity, so they dissolved it. They dissolved Alexander Navalny's um, opposition party. Yep. They tried to dissolve things that they can't control. Uh-huh. In this lawsuit, the Russian government also accused the group of spreading LGBT views and engaged in activities that go against traditional values. Mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. Uh, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And the other thing, Russian, that I want to talk about is, you know. Oh, I know. That's what I was leading up to with this. But yeah, so in Russia, it's like, oh my gosh, come on. But of course, now with Russia, they have a game show. (laughs) Is it though? (laughs) Guess who's gay? I just want to know what the name of it is. They don't ever say what the name is. They do in the trailer, but it's titled I'm Not Gay. I'm Not Gay. That's the name of it. I'm Not Gay. The trailer for it was ridiculous. When that hottie falls over at the end. Uh huh. So Vitaly Milanov, a homophobic Russian MP, is presenting a new reality TV series where contestants have to figure out which one of them is gay to win. And they all look gay. He's a far right politician who made his name for himself as the author of the country's notorious anti-gay propaganda law. He's 48 years old and now he's presenting it's an online series titled I'm Not Gay. Yeah, it's sort of like Big Brother. But you yeah. have to knock out the other one. But in the trailer, I think that's him walking in with the girls that are carrying uh-huh. the baseball bat uh-huh. and the hammer. Uh-huh. I was, and then they walk into that room, and there's the whole bunch of them that all look gay as heck. Yeah, he said. Yeah, that's the whole thing. You have to find out who is. Um, he, he said finding finding a gay in our country is like finding a work in McDonald's. They definitely exist, but there are very few of them, and not everyone knows about them. So at the end of each episode, eight men competing have to vote out the contestants that they think is the gay one. And where do they, they go after that? And then at, right, um, they each share two million rubles a prize if they guess correctly, which isn't that twenty. Hold on. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not that much. But if the gay man manages to hold the, if the gay man avoids detected, then he takes home the money. Oh, that's crazy. Well, with the way we've, you know, the Russian money right now, it's not really worth that much. I know, right? Yeah, and so what Milanov starts out, he's like, I hope that you will quickly figure out the gay. What's sad is... Do you know how much two million rubles is in U.S. dollars? Uh $29,250.42. In American money? Oh, my gosh. But that $30,000 will probably not go very far. Right, right. And so whenever they voted out the wrong person, he told one person, he's like, oh, you've killed an innocent person. Like, are, are they killing them? 
No, they're not literally killing them, but he said you've killed an innocent person is what he's talked about. It reminds me of it reminds me of the game show and I don't know if it's coming back or not, The Hustler. There is one in France um by Jamil uh-huh. the girl from Jamil Jalani. Uh-huh. It was like I can't say the title on air, but it's the same that, way where you're finding like a mole. You have to look for a mole. Then. Which one of you would not want to sleep with me was oh. the whole point of it in oh, France. Okay. And there was one of them that was obviously not going to sleep with her. Right. And she had to try to guess which one it was. But, and everyone else had to make her think that they were all Into her. the same one. Like the bachelor. So in here. And so um, despite homosexuality being legal in Russia since 1993, LGBTQ people face ongoing societal changes in the country. Same-sex marriage is still illegal, and it is a crime to promote a homosexual lifestyle to minors there, which is... Coal miners? <laughs> really? <laughs> miners. <laughs> Bitcoin miners? To the which coin, miners? Which miners? <laughs> Have hate crimes are not prohibited by law. There's no anti-discrimination laws over there. It's not just not fun in um, in, in Russia for gays. Gay men are ridi- ridiculed on te- on rush with I'm Which is not really gay. bizarre that they're going to be showing this show. Exactly. I don't understand the dichotomy except to whip up hate. It's I. That's what I think it's for. The first episode is fifty-two minutes long. You can watch it right now too. It's online, but it's all in Russian. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to get something to turn around with that. We'll turn on our Google Translate. Right. So we do. We don't want to get away from here because we do have a very special segment coming up right now, and it's because it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks, but we need to teach you a little bit about. Your gay history. 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 So. So, a needle pulling through it. This week's gay history is brought to you by John Fryer, a psychologist or psychiatrist who pretty much is one of the reasons uh, back in the night. Uh, no, 70s, he is the reason. The reason that being gay, a homosexual, was taken off of the. Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders. The DMA, yes. And that happened in 1972. 19... Would have been the 50th anniversary, or actually yesterday was the 50th anniversary of his speech to the American Psychiatric Association. And his speech, he was he wore this Richard Nixon he went, mask. He went into disguise because he didn't want to lose his job again. Yep, and he went by the name of Dr. H. Anonymous. Henry Anonymous. Yep, Dr. H. Anonymous at the American Psychiatric Association 1972 National Convention. He um, basically was wearing a wig and a tuxedo three sizes too big. He was wearing a... a um, a Nick, uh, Richard, Richard Nixon, Nixon mask, mask that they had sort of ironed and stretched out. So it, imagine looking at Leatherface. Yes. Or what was the other one you said? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. He's wearing a wig, tuxedo, speaking through the mic, and the microphone distorted his voice because he didn't. Because then he came out and he said, "I am a homosexual. I am a psychiatrist." Well, it took them two years to be able to find a psychiatrist that would be bold enough to speak. Because in 1968, they 
they had the uh, sociopathic personality. Yeah, the 1950s. And society mm -hmm. had intersected with the sky. Mm -hmm. And if people probably don't remember back then, but that whenever that happened and what's going on back then, people could be institutionalized against their will, lobotomized, fired from their job, yep, given lobotomies, denied a mortgage, um, any their rights, you know, taken away, no your rights. whole life taken away. Exactly. Things I mean, that uh, we take for granted. Yeah. Right. And so the activists in San Francisco said, stop talking about us and start talking for us. Yes. And they were trying to find a psychiatrist that would speak. They had started a group called Gay PA, which is Psychiatric Association, yes. which is a member. And they asked all the members and he said no. And they kept asking people and people said no. And the more people said no, it made him say, I have to do this. Right. Right. And he did it. And he did it in disguise. He even said that his quote was, I had been thrown out of a residency because I was gay. I had lost a job because Multiple I was gay. Multiple jobs. That perspective needed to be heard from a gay psychiatrist by an audience that perhaps might be more inclined to listen to a psychiatrist. Yep. So for him to come out and be like, hey, I'm gay and hey, I'm a psychiatrist. I thought it was ridiculous. One of the reasons that he was powerful. Fired, if you were gay and not flamboyant, we would keep you. Yeah. If you were flamboyant and not gay, we would keep you. But since you're both, we cannot keep you. Yep. And that's when I think he was just fed up. And they invited the activists to the 1972 meetings. Um, the activists that had stormed San Francisco in 1970, uh, D.C. in 71. So in 72, the panel at the conference in Dallas was called Psychiatry, Friend or Foe to Homosexuals, a Dialogue. Yep. And then right after that, he had the, um, thank God, the wherewithal to actually speak. Yes. Yep. To actually and, speak on it. And later in life, he became a professor at Temple, both in psychiatry and family and community, community medicine. Oh, it's another wow moment. Yes. Wow. Yes. Later in his career, he treated gay people. He taught people um, drug and alcohol addiction. He taught death and bereavement. He taught all the psychological aspects to be able to get through those. And yesterday they erected a plaque in Philadelphia in his honor in the center of the um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgendered, queer neighborhood. I love a good plaque erection. I know. I haven't had one in forever. <laughs> we had, they, they just keep tearing them down. We went through what? We went through a, uh, a nice second there about all these statues being turned down. It's time to erect some statues. It is. It's only the 13th one in, in, Phil in Pennsylvania that features a LGBTQ. LGBTQ. I wish we'd get to see more of those too. Yeah, I know. We don't have anything in Florida. Well, guess what? It is coming back to that time now. Work, work, it's been work. another edition of Outlaw Orlando's The Homo Happy Hour. Remember, we are one human family, so um, fight the good fights and always swing first. Let justice roll. Roll. Life is way too serious to be taken seriously. Seriously. I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John, and I love you. I'm the Elderberry, and I love you. And we will see you, you next Tuesday. Say gay. Hey, hey. Keep saying gay. gay. Don't stop. Don't stop. Work. You won't let it go. Work. Uh-huh. Boom, 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 boom.
I'm Maria Petrakos. 